Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live, talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. And uh, good morning to you on this uh, June 21st, uh, a day after uh, we, the people, uh, finally stood up and uh, forced this president to do something that uh, he could have done long ago. And uh, the moral outrage that uh, showered down on the White House. Uh, Clearly, it wasn't just our voices, because our voices he doesn't listen to, but to the voices of people in his own party, the voices around the world. He doesn't listen to those either. Uh, but the people, the pollsters, I, I bet, the internal White House uh, uh, election folk who said, uh, Mr. President, this is, this is killing us. This is, this is killing us. So he had his, his little show yesterday with his, uh, his fellow collaborators, uh, the vice president and the head of Homeland Security flanking him. I want to talk about um, the fact that this doesn't change uh, anywhere near enough. Um, We have an administration that uh, is simply incapable of governance. (laughs) Uh, When it instituted the zero uh, zero tolerance policy that uh, got us into this and that still, by the way, stands. There were no plans to deal with what would happen as a result of arresting absolutely everybody who came across the border. And consequently, you have, we witnessed what happened. Children being taken from their parents, parents, uh, children being put here, there, willy-nilly all over the country. And now, with his signature yesterday, he has said that in the future, we will not do this. Separate children from their parents. But what they will continue to do is arrest every person who comes across the border. So now, all of those people will be detained in facilities which also do not exist, nowhere near enough, but they will be kept in family units. And a lot more is totally unclear. And how long can that happen? And if after 20 days do the children have to be let go because of, the, because of policy and judicial uh, opinions? The Flores decision, specifically. You know, this is, this is uh, governance by the seat of your pants and by the seat of the pants of a, a totally incapable administrator. Someone who is incapable of thoughtfulness, of thinking, okay, well, if I, I want to do this, that he's very good at. I want to do this. But then thinking of what happens after that happens and what would need to be in place. He just, again, yesterday threw a grenade into the government to implement now a policy that there's clearly no infrastructure for. Uh, the waste in, in money on this is, 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 is mind-boggling, is mind-boggling. But that's not the point. I want to talk about little signs that give me some hope. I think I said yesterday that I have quite a bit of despair about the future of our country, but my sense is that there are more good people in the United States than evil people. And that although a lot of those good people aren't tuned in, that if something like what has happened in the last weeks 
happens, you can wake them up. And they are capable of moral outrage. So that, I just want to talk about little things that were happening. First of all, the rally, the vigil uh, called by uh, religious uh, leaders at uh, Temple Sinai and uh, Sixth Presbyterian Church and uh, the uh, All Redeemers, Holy Redeemer, something, Episcopal, sorry, don't know, Um, Episcopalian, uh, for Forbes and Murray last night was hugely attended and 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 let's try to remember what was happening at nine o'clock last night when that vigil was called. It was a monsoon. It was a monsoon. I you the rains were astonishing. There was flash flooding all over the city. There were uh, uh, EMS uh, doing uh, rescues of people in cars all over all over the county. So the weather was awful, and yet that didn't stop people. There are pictures of people huddled outside under umbrellas as the torrents continue. They were there to stand against the government and the church finally opened its doors and they streamed in totally filling the sanctuary of the church which is a pretty big sanctuary I've I've been there and spilling out still outside and there they stayed and said their peace was impressive. Meanwhile, a sheriff in El Paso, Texas, the county sheriff, got a call from uh, the Department of Homeland Security. And he was asked uh, to uh, ask his deputies who were off duty if they wanted to make some extra cash that the Department of Homeland Security could really, actually desperately, use them uh, for uh, security at one of these tent cities uh, where they were sticking these poor children. And the sheriff, Richard Wiles, said to the guy from the Department of Homeland Security who was calling, no. I told them, he said, absolutely not. It is not consistent with the values of the sheriff's office. If I were to allow my deputies on that, on your site, the El Paso community would have an understanding that we support that policy, which we do not. He wasn't alone. I'm talking about Texas sheriffs here. Harris County, Texas sheriff, also called the separation uh, of families an affront to American values. The Houston police chief called it oppressive, inhumane, ungodly. But the refusal of that El Paso sheriff to assist the government is, a, is just one example of a law enforcement officer standing up against the federal government. Also, almost every major U.S. airline yesterday inform the government that they could not carry these children. They were not they did not want to be party to 
Let me read this. This one is from American Airlines. We have requested the federal government to immediately refrain from using American for the purpose of transporting children who have been separated from their families due to the current immigration policy. We have no desire to be associated with separating families or worse, to profit from it. You'll recall I read a letter that um, I believe it was, was it Microsoft employees sent to their CEO saying the same thing, uh, demanding that Microsoft pull its contracts with ICE. Uh, and they said, we didn't invent this technology so that it could be used for this immoral uh, purpose. And we do not think that you should be profiting. We should be profiting from it. So we should not have this contract knowing that this is one of the purposes for which it will be used. Now, I bring that up because I have to tell you, yesterday after the show, I started you know, the show stays in my head, I'm thinking this, I'm thinking that. And I was thinking of that list I read to you uh, of what Holy Family Institute, uh, which is one of the shelters. I mean, they are, uh, we have been told that they are housing 50 children and Holy Family Institutes right up the river, Ohio River Boulevard, um, in Emsworth, technically. And they were saying that they have these 50 children and they could, uh, you know, getting calls what, from wonderful people saying, what, is there anything I can do? And they were saying, well, yeah, we, you know, we could use, and I, I read a list of some of these, I mean, gift cards and this and that and blah, 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 blah. There's a long list. And I started thinking on the way home yesterday. Wait a minute. <laughs> um, and I didn't mention on the show that Holy Family Institute in this instance is, is nothing more than a federal contract door, right? They, um, obviously, the Department of Homeland Security or HHS, not sure which one, had uh, Holy Family Institute on its uh, list of places uh, that uh, would contract with them. And so here I had this uncomfortable thought and I want to share it with you. Wait a minute. Holy Family Institute is being paid by the federal, they're a contractor. They aren't doing this in a charitable sense. They are doing, they are getting, if, you're, if you have a federal contract, uh, you're getting paid to do the job. So, the federal government, that'd be our taxpayer dollars, already are going to Holy Family Institute to care for these children. Right? And I, I thought, wait a minute. Well, why are they like acting like this is a you know, a kind of crisis situation and we all need to give them stuff? They've already been given the money from us as taxpayers to take care of the children. And let me tell you something. We know this. The feds pay top dollar. 
we as taxpayers are always overpaying in these contracts. Almost always overpaying in these contracts. As a matter of fact, I heard on a report that I guess the cost, according to the feds, is, is $700 plus per child per day. So uh, if they've got 50 kids, um, guys... Correct me if I'm wrong here. But don't go getting gift cards for the Holy Family Institute. They already have the money to to get any $700 per head. They don't need no gift cards. Am I right or am I wrong? I am right. I know I'm right. It's just an uncomfortable little thought. I would think, and here's even a more uncomfortable thought, and I had it after seeing what American Airlines wrote and what the sheriff said, and all of that. Holy Family Institute in this regard is, as a federal contractor, part and parcel of this inhumane policy. Because the only way those children can be helped is not for them to be at Holy Family Institute. It's for them to be returned to their parents. And every day they spend up there in Emsworth is another day of trauma for them. And here's another thought I had. This is what happens when you live in my head. It's not comfortable. You remember we have been told that these children in this one case where reporters were allowed in, the children were, a pediatrician witnessed this, the children were crying. A two-year-old was sobbing on the floor, unconsolable. And that the staff there were like sticking crayons in front of her face and saying, hey, look, 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 you know, whatever. But they were not allowed, we were told to touch the child. They were not allowed to pick that little child up and hold her and comfort her. And I thought, well, they were not allowed. That would be, I guess, a federal regulation for those who have these children. You're a federal contractor. You abide by these rules. And so I began to think, I wonder if the people up there at Holy Family Institute are not hugging a crying child because their employer in this instance the federal government says they are not allowed to they are just there to see that these children are fed and kept healthy until they can be reunited with their families so that brings me back to the sheriff and American Airlines, who said, we have no desire, this is American Airlines for God's sakes, we have no desire to be associated with separating families or worse, to profit from it.
uh, Holy Family Institute is aiding and abetting in this and they are profiting from it. And correct me if I'm wrong. You know, my initial reaction was like, I'm sure yours, oh my God, those children are here? Oh my God, yeah, what can I do? What can I do? And I'm sure that, you know, you want to help. But wait a minute. Holy Family Institute right now is an arm. I mean, it is, it, it, it is being paid by this administration to be party to this moral outrage of a government policy. And as I said earlier, Trump with his big signature yesterday and all, all of that fall de -roll, does not have any impact whatsoever on the 50 kids up there or any of the other thousands detained None. They are still in total limbo. And now the two federal agencies that have instituted this inhumane policy, that would be the Department of Homeland Security and Health and Human Services, They're fighting with each other about how, who's got the information on these kids and where they are. Homeland Security might know where a parent is, doesn't have a clue where the child that belongs to that parent has. Homeland Security, I'm a home, uh, HHS doesn't know. They know where the children might be, but they don't know where the child's parent is. And knowing this is the Trump administration where nothing is functioning, where nobody knows much of anything, what? And we have a former ICE head who is now saying that he feels with certainty that a lot of these kids are never going to find their parents. Never. Their parents may be deported by one branch of our government while, so their parent might be back in who knows where, Nicaragua, and the child is up here. Let's say a two-year-old has no more ability to help somebody understand what has happened to them. Might not even know their, of course, a two-year-old might not know their parent's name. It's mommy. So anyway, this was the uncomfortable thought I had. I don't see Holy Family Institute as some, uh, you know, savior in this, in this instance at all, at all. And uh, in fact, it's a, it's a, they're making money on it without a doubt. And then on top of making the money that the we're paying them as taxpayers. They are asking, you know, people for a, a, a list of other things and gift cards and stuff. Are you kidding me? It's like they're holding a telethon. It's like, I mean, really? I know taking a shot at Holy Family Institute is like a dangerous thing to do because you th we think I've always thought, wow, Holy Family, those are good people, you know. Well, I don't know. I don't think they're good people in this instance. Because standing up and saying, no, I'm not going to be a party to this, is how you get a government's attention, which is what we've found out. The sheriff said, no, this is against our morals and our principles, and my guys are not going to profit from being party to this. American effing airline said, we don't want to profit from this. Holy Family Institute? Not so much. We have a call. Caller, hello. Lynn, good morning. Morning. 
Uh, this is Ray from Lawrenceville. Yes. I, I'd just like to take uh, maybe just a, uh, a different tact or, or position on the Holy Family Institute issue. Okay. All right. Um, I know it was just a few... Holy Family Institute has an open contract and have, has for years to handle the unaccompanied minors um, that uh, refugee refugee children that cross the border. This was not like a new contract that they just signed up for this particularly bad policy. Um, and I, I, I would encourage you to call or talk to the nun and find out exactly what they're getting per child. But I would, I would be shocked if they were getting $700 a day per child uh, on that existing contract. Uh, I, I had a friend who was the, the staff psychologist. They have a staff psychologist on hand. They handle families in tra- uh, transition. Uh, we were praising them when they were handling the, the refugees uh, a few years back, and the neighbors were complaining, saying, not in our neighborhood. Uh, I, I, would much, I would suggest strongly that you find out all this conjecture on your part, find out the real answers before we condemn them and... Uh, uh, and uh, throw the, literally throw the babies out with the bathwater, you know? Well, you would agree with me, however, that they don't need gift cards from us. They, they are being oh, no, paid. I disagree strongly. I give them money constantly. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, but probably have a contract to provide, an, an existing contract, open contract, to provide the barest minimum care for a child, right? Now, they, unlike a warehouse in Texas, have an entire uh, infrastructure there of care, love, touching, hugging, support, psychological counseling, translators. None of that's going to be covered by that contract. And, and I, I'm not... I'm well, you don't know that either. Wait, 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 wait. You don't know. But you don't know that either. We're both sort of talking I, 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 in the I have, I have as much confidence in that that's the case because of my interaction with them as you have confidence that that's not the case because of something that's going on in Texas. That is a different institution over there. There are loving, caring people over there. And, and I, before, I, I would disparage them. I'd want to know, not guess. Okay. Um, I can't be the only one who's we asking this question. We talk about journalism all the time. And the integrity, a journal, you don't just con- throw conjecture out there and then condemn that institute and all its good words especially when we were praising them for taking a brave stance of, of accepting those refugees uh, a few years ago. When you're taking the refugees a few years ago, are you talking about those Haitian children? No, there were the several. There were Haitian children, and then there were the crossings uh, of unaccompanied children uh, that, that uh, were coming across the border. Oh, right. And I'm, I'm, that was I, in I uh, two, yeah, 2014. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they ended up with a bunch of kids over there, and yeah. the neighbors were protesting that they were I remember. Bees and, and I, I remember. You remember that, don't yes, you? Yes, I do. I was disgusted. And, and we loved that patient. Uh, you know, people were... Uh, before... We talk about journalistic integrity. Before we say they're, as, they're part of the problem, we should find out, because I think that if, if a child was sick and we took that, that child to the hospital, the hospital's not participating in the terrible... You know, should hospitals say we're not going to treat these children because we don't want to participate in this this system? All right. Well, you're right. I mean, I would have to know. Uh, now, I, and I just we, you're I assuming that you this is an. You would be edified. You would be edified if you went over there and toured it or spoke with someone. And, and I'm you would. I'm confident you would have a different uh, opinion of what's going on there. Well, if you're so tight with them, can't you go down there and get in and see? I, yes, you could just you? And I hand them a check. But, but you know, you, you need an appointment because they're protecting the children. They don't want some, you know, 55-year-old man wandering around with these kids, and I don't blame them. But you're a donor. You're a 65-year-old man who's been a donor for ages, and you... I'm 55, but I'm 58. I feel 65 sometimes, but, <laughs> but no, you're, 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 you're a journalist. You have, you have a, a, a pulpit of, of a kind. Find out. 
you participate in this thing is bad. Everyone who does anything with this is participating and is equally guilty. That institute is not a warehouse with cages. It, it's not the same thing. No, that I know. I know that they're not okay. caged. That's, that's, that's a facility that was, yes, it was an orphanage for years. I mean, they've got, I know sure. that. But they, right. because and of that, they already have, but that's what, Ray, I was thinking that they already have um, all of the stuff that they were sort of asking for the other day. I mean, books and this and that. I, I, I just. That, that, non, that nonprofit, that nonprofit institute works on a shoestring for what they provide. If they, if they, you're right, if it was a for-profit sort of orphanage, you could expect that they are going to first say, you know, how much does it cost to have this kid? How much is this? How much? But, but they have a level of care based on compassion, and they rely on donors to bring their revenue up to meet that level of compassion. And and Linda would just simply they have a call over there. They have they have you know they have staff that could answer your question. Okay. I'll try to do that. I'll try to do that. That would be wonderful. You know. Okay. Hey, thank you, Ray. Appreciate it. Okay. Okay. Sure. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Um. Well, I mean, I often, I'm, I, I don't think of myself as a working journalist. I'm a talk show host, essentially. So I do, as you know, often engage in speculation <laughs> on this show. I'm just telling you what was in my head after the show yesterday and the discomfort I felt. But, yeah, um, I can't believe that, like, is there any local media operating anymore? I mean, this should be something. Obviously, this is a localization of this huge international story. And um, uh, do we have reporters in this town that are asking the tougher questions? Hey, wait a minute. You're a federal contract E here. Uh, is this a new contract? Is this... Is this uh, the existing contract uh, from f another administration, uh, the Obama administration? Is this, um, or wouldn't a new contract have been drawn up? I, I don't know. I don't know. But there's a ton of questions. I, I mean, Ray's just appointed me as the reporter on this. I, I don't know that I'm going to be able to do that today because I have an excessively busy day. Um, but I, if no other reporter does it, uh, I could, I could jump on this on Friday. Today's what? Thursday. I could jump on it tomorrow. And I can try to squeeze it in today. I don't know, though. Um, you know, one of the things I'm doing today is this, uh, event for AIDS Free Pittsburgh, um, uh, with uh, Dan Savage uh, tonight at 7.30 at the New Hazlet Theater. And by the way, uh, we still have some tickets available. I sure hope you'll come down. I think it's going to be a very, very interesting uh, evening. And uh, you can buy tickets at cooltix.com. And uh, those online ticket sales close at noon. You can purchase at the box office, however, um, with a credit card. So uh, you would want to be there uh, about 6.30 or, or 7 at uh, the, no, or 7.30 when it really starts. Okay? Just wanted to get that in, too. Uh, Milton says, and I agree, for the reasons that he said you're iterating now, that DHS and HHS don't necessarily, they haven't been acting uh, in concert, and so one may know where a, a parent is but not have a clue where the child is and vice versa. Um, and Milton says these, both of these should begin collecting DNA from all of those uh, children and adults in their detention. Uh, so that is the way you can um, make sure you're giving children to the right parent or might help you remind. Jeez. Um, 
somebody has sent me a Time Magazine uh, cover. It's of Donald Trump looking down at that sobbing little child in that what will become an infamous picture. Um, she's looking up and he's looking down and it just says, Welcome to America. Oh, Milton, you sent me that, Honest to Pete. I'm sorry. Um, Chris writes, the priest from my mother's church in Yukon attended the rally in Squirrel Hill last night. That's good to know. There were, I mean, it was as packed as it could be, even while that deluge uh, continued uh, outside. And uh, Brooke says, I was raised Catholic, although today I'm not much of one. I went to Catholic grade school, and if we were taught anything, it was right and wrong and do not lie. I'm not perfect, and I certainly have told my share of little white lies over the course of my life, and I feel guilty when I do that. More than anything, my greatest frustration with this administration is their outright willingness to lie and to not feel guilt. Is the Republican vision for America worth the soul of every person supporting it? I suppose I'm not the first to ask that question. Germans, Europe, and the world asked that same question in 1939. Yeah, these are terrible times. Terrible times. I was thinking of that old labor union song, Which Side Are You On? You, um, in regard to the just outrage and the resistance, uh, you might have seen that uh, people have essentially shut down the uh, Portland, Oregon office of ICE. Uh, protesters uh, camping outside. Um, and uh, the mayor there uh, supporting this. Uh, the ICE office is has closed, saying they cannot uh, safeguard their employees. Um, I don't know. The fact of the matter, since the order that the president signed uh, uh, last night uh, does absolutely nothing in terms of changing the uh, status uh, or the future prospects of the children being held in these facilities. I believe there's also a uh, there is a demonstration at the ICE office here, which is I think on uh, the South Side, um, near South Side Works. Um, somebody may, might be able to get me some detail on that. I I do think there is an effort to make the ICE uh, facility here feel our outrage, um, and I I would love it if somebody will give me a little more information on that. I'm forgetting details. Uh, caller, go ahead, please. Caller? Hello? Hello? How you doing? I'm doing fine, thank you. Hey, Lynn. Yeah. <clears throat> it's a little different what you're talking about, but um, I... Call me. But uh, I've talked, gotten a little... Well, you know what? You're breaking up again. We're, you're, 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 you're low and you're... Give it, a, give it a couple seconds. Somebody's calling me. It's call waiting. All right. It should be, it should be done. No, we're, we're losing you. I'm sorry. We're losing you. You'll have to call back. Okay, try it now. All right. It's okay now. Go ahead. Okay, anyway, I've gotten a little discussion with somebody. It's, he's a... Trump supporter, but he's a religious nut, which that's fine. I don't care. But I, I kind of made him mad because I told him I believed in the spirit world and, and uh, souls, you know, all that thing. And he said, how could you do that and not believe in religion? And he, well, we got into it. But he said that Trump, he is doing. All right. Okay. All right. Um, 
A friend has texted me that the uh, rally uh, or the protest at the ICE office here is set for Monday at 2 p.m. Monday at 2 p.m. Um, I think it's on, well, obviously you can find out, but I, I, I believe it's uh, it, it's near Carson Street and it's, you can find it. I, I hope that's a big rally. I hope, uh, I hope we can show uh, the federal government agency most responsible for enforcing this inhumane policy and who will continue to enforce it uh, that we find their work abhorrent. And do not want it done in our name. Uh, somebody sent me a cartoon from South Africa. It shows Donald Trump sitting on a cage of screaming children tweeting. And it shows a very good likeness of Rob Rogers <laughs> sitting at his um, writer's desk doing what he does so beautifully. And this South African cartoon that was in a, um, a daily newspaper there uh, says, who should be fired? The racist, xenophobic, homophobic, sexist, women abusing, lying, bullying, climate denying, tax evading, divisive, unhinged, cruel president who rips migrant toddlers from their parents and puts them in cages? Or the cartoonist who draws what he sees? So that, South Africa, ladies and gents. Uh, the president, as you know, uh, had such a busy day uh, yesterday, but he certainly took time to essentially uh, do what he he feels uh, he could do best, uh, which was run for office and uh, feel the warm embrace of his uh, despicable uh, base and uh, went to St. Paul, I believe, for a, a rally. Now again, presidents generally who are in office do not hold rallies like that with their base. As president, they hold maybe, uh, well, no, I just can't think of, I mean, that's something that authoritarian, tyrannical despots do to whip their base up, especially when there's little bit of blowback happening around town. And he went there yesterday to get the love he he needs, like a vampire needs blood. And he denigrated um, Senator John McCain, who we know is is dying of brain cancer. This is the President of the United States. And here is something else he said. I, I, again, my skin crawls that this is a President of the United States and forever will be. I mean, history books, he'll be right in there with Abraham Lincoln and George Washington and he doesn't even belong next to Millard Fillmore. I mean, my God. Here's one of the things he said to his adoring base. You ever notice they always call the other side the elite? The elite. Boo, boo. Why are they elite? I have a much better apartment than they do. I'm smarter than they are. I'm richer than they are. I became president and they didn't. 
That's our president. My God. And I have not even talked about the East Pittsburgh police shooting a child uh, in the back three times. It's pretty hard to keep up these days, right? Seventeen-year-old running. Oh, I must say, black. Probably makes all the difference in the world. Black. Black and running. Unarmed. Running, he thought, for his life. Because what does a black kid know about white police officers? Huh? They're going to kill me. He was right. They killed him. Even though he posed no threat to them at all, he's a kid running away. Shot three times in the back by a police officer, by the way, who had been sworn into the police force just hours before. He killed his first black kid. You know, moral outrage is uh, what uh, it is to be an American today. And if you're not morally outraged, pretty much every time you turn around, pretty much every day, every hour on the hour, then you're obviously just not literally paying attention. We have a call. Caller, hello? Hello, Lynn. I wanted to finish what I was saying. I got cut off. But I'll make it real quick. This Trump supporter said that Trump's doing the work of the Lord by separating these families and importing these uh, immigrants. That's all I wanted to tell you. I mean, that's how crazy they are. All right. Well, that's okay. Thank you. Thank you. That's, uh, yeah, doing the work of the Lord. Uh, Yeah. That's why the Pope decried this. That's why everybody, uh, the governor of uh, New York, Andrew Cuomo, uh, has a really strong piece uh, in the paper today. Uh, And he says, you know, you can't unabuse the thousands of children who have been separated from their parents. So that abuse is continuing apace right here, right up the road. He points out the irreparable harm that's being done to these children because Donald Trump wanted to use them as hostages so he could get his wall. Which, remember, the Mexicans were going to pay for, but now apparently we're going to pay for it. So he needs the money uh, to build his wall. And so he took children hostage. They're still being held hostage. What he did yesterday does not in any way remove them from their abusive situation. They remain terrified and separated from their parents in a strange land. And Cuomo points out the order he signed includes no plan whatsoever to reunite these children with their parents. And then he says, this is something that's happening in his state where a lot of these kids have been taken. To make matters worse, the federal, listen to this, the federal government is prohibiting New York State from providing health and mental health services to the children who have already been placed here by the Federal Office of Refugee Resettlement in centers around the state. 
even though the state regulates those centers. Now, see, that right there leads me to believe, again, that the kids here, too, would be under the same regulations that are tying the hands of the governor of New York, who's outraged that he can't, these are facilities his state oversees, which would be true also of Holy Family Institute, and he is saying the federal government is saying, you now, we're, this is us. These are our kids. They're in our custody, and we call the shots. He, um, he finishes up by saying this. We cannot wash away the stain on American history, but we are not without a voice and will speak up for the voiceless. We will not let what has been done go unanswered, and we will do everything we can to ensure that it never happens again. Together we can reaffirm our commitment to the fundamental values that built this nation. By the way, um, I also learned from Twitter, I want to get back to this, uh, the, the police killing here of this 17-year-old. Uh, believe it or not, I'm going to read now from Pennsylvania law. Allegheny County Police Department Superintendent Coleman McDonough uh, said this, or no, no, he didn't say this. Pennsylvania law allows police officers to use deadly force to prevent someone from escaping arrest if that person has committed a forcible felony, possesses a deadly weapon, or if the person has indicated he or she will endanger others. Now, that kid running from the back of a car was had, wasn't committed of any felony, he was innocent, uh, or is that, is that still operative in this country, innocent until proven guilty? Uh, the police officer who shot him in the back decided he was guilty of, uh, and that he possessed a deadly weapon, even though he did not. And so, um, I, even if Pennsylvania law, God, allows police officers to kill someone, who is running away to escape arrest, there you have, that's a law that needs to be uh, looked at, right? Because it, it seems to be disproportionately used on black men. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's a get-out-of-jail-free card for cops wanting to kill a, a black kid. Catherine writes, I was born and raised in Duluth, Minnesota, and I was just heartsick to see Trump's rally there. Oh, it was in Duluth? In Duluth last night? It is like a zombie has taken over these people's brains. After watching the reporters interviewing the attendees, it is very clear that our humanity is gone. My husband always says the Republicans have no soul, and he is, he is correct. Yeah, Republicans actually uh, favor uh, this policy of separation. Uh, polls have showing they 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 favor it of taking kids away from their parents. Well, as Stephen Schmidt said yesterday, this is not a party that anyone with a soul or any honor would would belong to. Um, 
Mary says, okay, the uh, ice building. No. I don't think that's the ice building. I think it's on Sydney Street in the South Hills. Um, I'm not sure. I think the immigration, U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services, uh, that's, not the, that's not the same thing as this ICE building. I think what you've done here, uh, Mary, is give me the um, the office of you know where you go to get your uh, you know passport changed and stuff like that. Um, I think where I got my my son's naturalization papers. I don't know. Uh, Henry writes, I needed a distraction. I needed a reason to stick my head in the sand periodically. I needed something to hold and to love. Something to make me feel better about all of this. On Saturday, I wandered down to the Humane Society <laughs> and found myself a wonderful dog who, after five days, has already made me feel better than Xanax. She and I are listening to your show now. Aww. Give her a kiss for me. Give her a scratch on her ear for me. And wonderful Henry. I'm going to try to do the same thing um, uh, pretty soon, too, um, since I've lost my last furry companion. I'm, uh, I, yeah, I, I miss their the comfort that they provide. Okay, so I think... I think that's it for me. Um, uh, you know, there's this big uh, First Amendment conference uh, which uh, happening in Pittsburgh today and tomorrow. And it's weird. I only heard about it uh, this week. And uh, you have to register and you go to register and you're told it's filled up. And uh, they've brought in a ton of people talking. I believe Rob Rogers is has been asked to to join. Um, I think it was put together by the uh, two big foundations here in town, the Heinz and the Pittsburgh Foundation. But my God, I mean, and they say it's free. They said it was free. But then why not have it in these times in a larger venue? I guess it's at the August Wilson Center and at Kappa. I mean, why not have it? Um, so that a lot of us can come. You didn't do it, and you also didn't advertise it very much, so I'm sort of wondering who it's for, except the people who already are pretty much on board. I don't know. I think that was uh, strangely done, but it that is something... Uh, that is happening uh, today here that I would have liked to have been able, well, I wouldn't have gone today, but I would have gone tomorrow. Um, so, don't know. Anyway, that's it for me. Um, i got to get ready for this thing tonight. I've got a, a lot of work to do, and I have some other uh, appointments that must be kept. So, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to head out. I will talk at you tomorrow can't believe it's Friday already, or will be. And um, and thank you. And again, uh, tickets are still available for Dan Savage at the New Hazlet Theater tonight. Uh, the event starts at 7.30, doors open at 6.30, and uh, I will be uh, doing some emceeing uh, activities there. Okay. Well, thank you very much for joining me, Henry. Take the dog for a walk, and uh, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Lynn Cullen Live, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m., and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.